0: This is Volusia Today, a public information radio program brought to you by the County of Volusia. Here is your host, Kevin Captain.
1: Good morning and welcome to Volusia Today. I'm Clayton Jackson. I'm joined today by my co-host, David Hunt. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. Volusia Today is made possible by our sponsors, the Daytona Beach International Airport, the Ocean Center, Volusia Recycles, and Voltran Public Transportation. Dave, how are things this morning?
0: They're pretty good. We're in April. Um, It's, once again, beautiful out. It's another beautiful day in Volusia County, and we are lucky to have two people with immense knowledge on a subject that impacts every one of our lives, every day, right when you wake up in the morning. We got two legends of water in the studio. The
2: legends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's going to be Tom Carey with Luz County Environmental Management and Michael Ulrich, the Director of Utilities. How y'all doing this morning? Doing great. Very good. Thanks for having us. So we were talking a little bit before we got on air and I was under the misconception that all of our drinking water came from georgia had run down from georgia and i was made aware that that was wrong so i I figured we'd start it off with just where does the water that we drink come from
3: yeah great question david um we actually have probably the most unique aquifer in all of florida uh we have what's called the volusia floridan aquifer and um it's uh, it's designated as a sole source aquifer by the EPA. That happened back in 1987, and it's because we are totally surrounded by salt water. Um, the relic water coming out of the St. John's upconing uh, separates us from the rest of the state and then we have a fault line to the north and to the south of us and of course to the east of us we have the Atlantic Ocean so basically whatever rainfall falls in Volusia County uh, has the potential to recharge our aquifer and that's where we get our drinking water from we're very fortunate and blessed to have the Deland Ridge which is nothing but a high Sandy Hill uh, but that high Sandy Hill allows for water to collect rainwater to collect and then recharge into the aquifer so it's a cycle but uh, it's it's basically our own cycle it's our nest to protect and keep so um, that's our job is to try to preserve it
0: and you and you can see for the per the, the the average person, maybe if you visit a spring, is that is that where you're ac- actually able to visually see the Florida aquifer coming to the surface? Is that the same water? That's that g- a-
3: it? yes, it is, and and that mm-hmm. kind of gives you the the meeting of the two, right? The the surface of the ground and, and the what ha- what it what it looks like down in the aquifer, and uh, that's another thing, you know, you have to have pressure in order to make water to come out anywhere, right? Your tap or wherever. Well, the pressure is gravity, and that gravity building up in those that sand hill. Puts Pushing down on the water makes it come out in certain spots like the springs that we have in the county. Interesting. So for those of you who may not know this already
1: but April is actually water conservation month. Why is is April chosen as such?
2: Water conservation um, month in, in April along with a lot of other awareness campaigns that occur throughout the whole year um, there are certain designations, but in the month of April, it's usually the period of time when it's it's driest. Um, we've uh, uh, currently, I believe, the water management districts identified right now we're under a moderate drought uh, conditions uh, according to their website, and uh, it is typically a period of time, uh, you know annually where it's much more drier and so a lot more awareness to how you're using your water particularly out in irrigation um, how you're using it whether you have a separate well or you're using it using uh, potable drinking water or you have uh, reclaimed water is it's very important to um, use that in a manner that is uh, you know efficient yet you know conserves we have to there's this limited supply that needs to uh, um, be used or can be used. And uh, so it's, it's just a greater awareness this time of year.
0: And is it, it, so we all take it for granted. It's something we rarely ever think about. Why is it, you kind of hit on it, but why is it important that all of us at least understand why it's important and the actual impacts because there's different levels to this, right? There's envi- we have environmental management in the room and we have public utilities in the room, but then there's also a factor of every, at each and every one of us and the impacts we can have. How do they kind of all tie together um, in conserving water?
2: Well, all right. I'll I'll start. Start with it out, Mike. Uh, I mean, I, in, in, in actuality, you know, again, and I I hate to jump around to a lot of these different types of things, but you know, what Tom and I were joking about the other day, or joking, or actually it's more serious than that, is the number of campaigns that occur throughout the entire year. This this month we're talking about water conservation, but also the district has identified this as Springs Protection Month as well. Last month was the EPA had a Fix a Water Leak Week. The World Water Day. Um, day was last was last month. Mm-hmm. Later in the year, we're going to be talking about drinking water week. We're going to have Imagine a Day Without Water. And the way that water has, you know, it, it's, these are awareness campaigns and maintaining water as, you know, in your mind every day is what's really important, is how you use it, how you uh, store it. Um, how you consider it in any type of business decision you make in the future, your public, your health, um, you know, your quality of life. Just thinking about water in general is important. So I know that while you talk about conservation, we really just need to be thinking about water in terms of all of these things because it connects us with everything: our public health, our environment, our economy grows jobs you know it's it's trying to make aware make water awareness an everyday thing
1: i mean you said imagine a day without water while you're speaking i'm just thinking of all like my daily routine brushing my teeth showering cooking cleaning like you said no water The, the pool i can't fish out back Dave can't go surfing <laughs> without water.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that our listeners really need to think about that, like all the ways water touches your daily life. Like mm-hmm.
3: it's truly incredible. Yeah, it's, it's very sobering, and and, and you know, it, like we were talking about, we just take it for granted. You turn the tap on, and there it is, and, and you do the you daily t- things. You get yourself. A you don't drink even think about it, you, right? You don't, you don't, and it's such a precious resource. We need to conserve it.
2: You can think in other terms if you think about water, think about it as almost like an investment portfolio. You have a diversified portfolio of investments, you know, when you're, you know, within your own personal life and everything like that. But, you know, water, every type of water has value. The water that comes from the aquifer, which is your fresh drinking water supply, but, you know, there's also you know, in addition to the fresh drinking water supply, um, businesses use it to for manufacturing. Power companies use it for some of their some of their cooling processes. Agriculture relies on on this supply. But then you also have, well, as we know, we've had flooding, we've had storms. How do you capture that water? How do you capture that water and turn that into beneficial use? Um, in addition to that, you know, there there's the wastewater that comes. The, how do you how do you take that wastewater? and treat it and return it back to the environment safely or use it for other purposes that reduce the amount of groundwater which is being used um, you know by the folks that live here now and the folks that will be coming here tomorrow
0: and, and i love what you say uh mike i've heard you say it before about the cost versus the value right so can you go in a little bit about that uh
2: sure the um you know the the cost is something that everybody sees well Cost means different things to different people. If you're a utility customer, you get that you get that monthly bill. You know, I'm I'm one of 16 you know utilities that sends out bills to customers throughout throughout Volusia County, um, and our customers, of course, see that bill and they obviously understand the cost of their water. But as you look at some of those costs, and you eliminate any other the other things that might be on that that monthly bill, like for instance the trash bill or some of the other things that might can get added, if you just take a typical cost of somebody that uses five thousand gallons or a household that uses five thousand gallons, you're typically going to find, and you and you divide that by the cost of of that water bill, you're going to find that it's less than a penny a gallon, um, and. And then as far as wastewater, if you're on a sewer system as well, it's usually in that penny uh, a gallon type. It costs a little bit more to treat, to dispose and, and everything. So the cost of wastewater is a little bit more. But when you think about how many things you can buy for a penny a gallon, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's where, where the value of it is is often uh, mistaken. Um, and these issues have been going on forever. I mean... Ben Franklin once said, nobody understands when the well runs dry, that's when you understand the value of water.
1: right. Well, before we go to our first break, tell us a little bit about the Southwest Regional Wastewater Treatment Expansion. What is it? What does it mean? And what can it do for our residents?
2: guess I got another one today. (laughs) All right. So um, the Southwest Regional Facility, which is located in DeBerry right now, actually serves um, it serves uh, not only DeBerry, but also we provide service for uh, the, uh, the utilities that provide uh, wastewater collections in Orange City, uh, portions of Deltona, uh, and now even a, a portion of DeLand. And so this regional facility has been developed uh, over the last 10 years. Um, we're going through another expansion right now, which will actually... Uh, quadruple the size it was 10 10 years ago. Uh, There's a variety of reasons that are driving that. Part of it is efficiency. We used to have three plants in this area doing the same thing, but now we're able to cost-effectively treat at a higher uh, wastewater um, uh, level at doing it at one facility. Um, in addition, and going to that advanced wastewater treatment, we're also able, we're expanding the ground storage tank capacity of reclaimed, which enables us to expand reclaimed and which ultimately offsets the use of groundwater for, for irrigation purposes. And then lastly, we're also upgrading our current biosolids treatment facilities, which at one point in time, when we're completed with this, we will have reduced the amount of volume of our, our biosolids by about 85 to 90%, and it will no longer be just land shipped out and land applied to another county, but will rather be converted to a, a Class A fertilizer, which can be used for beneficial use within our own county. And so we're very excited about what's happening um, with this next upgrade
1: yeah that is very exciting very exciting news all right so with that we're going to take a quick quick break but stick around for more Volusia today
0: Subscribe to the Volusia County YouTube channel. And hit the bell icon to know what's happening in your hometown. There are so many great places to explore. And things to learn. With over 1,000 videos available right now, the channel offers something for everyone. Let's go! Did you know we have countless features showcasing history, nature, wildlife, and recreation? Subscribe! and hit the bell icon. Or that we live stream important county meetings and workshops where leaders make decisions that can impact our everyday lives. Did you subscribe yet? Or that we record our weekly radio show, Volusia Today, where we interview staff from the different divisions and departments across our great county, and they discuss the nitty gritty of their field and expertise. Go ahead, subscribe. But that's not it, there's more. Subscribe and hit the bell icon and fully explore. Score. We're back. I'm David Hunt along with Clayton Jackson, and you're listening to Volusia Today, a public information program brought to you by the County of Volusia.
1: So... Uh, Tom, real quick, what is the county doing in terms of water
3: conservation and water quality? That's a big question right there. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, as far as water conservation, we do have a countywide water conservation ordinance, which mimics what the St. Johns River Water Management District has. Basically, it allows during daylight savings time, which we're in right now, two days a week watering, depending on what your address is. And you can't um, water or irrigate during the hottest part. Uh, of the day because it just evaporates and it's you're you're just wasting your money Um, during um, the winter months it drops down to one day per week and um, and the reason why there's such an emphasis on irrigation is because Um, half of our water half of our potable water goes to um, irrigating lawns and so that's why there's restrictions in place to do that Um, you know our building code also supports um, the water star uh, program from the district uh, where you have um, uh, faucets and things of that nature that are water conserving so you save water inside the home as well Um, as far as water quality man we're doing a lot that's a very hot topic statewide uh, and certainly in Volusia County so we're trying to protect both uh, the groundwater and one way we're doing that is um, uh, we have several programs to protect our Springs which actually protects the aquifer too because that's where the uh, water comes from in our Springs is is from the aquifer Uh, in converting uh, septic tanks to sewer and uh, that's a big part of what Mike's group does down in Deberry to protect Gemini and uh, that's uh, a project that's in its infancy, but it's rolling right along. The other thing we're doing in the DeLeon Springs area, there's really not much infrastructure there. So what we're trying to do is we have a grant program that we're about to launch. It'll, it's going to be in a couple months um, to upgrade septic tanks from conventional septic tanks, which are not designed to remove any kind of nutrients, but rather to kill pathogens. That's the whole idea of a septic tank, uh, to uh, upgrade them to a nitrogen reducing form of septic tanks so there's less nutrients going down into the groundwater and then coming up into leon springs and calling the causing the algal blooms and and things of that nature we've got a lot of surface water stuff going on uh... where we're trying to you know intercept water before it gets to say like the indian river lagoon and uh, clean that up before it goes in there another project that mike has is um converting uh, septic tanks on the lagoon and putting them on sewer so that effluent doesn't go into the lagoon so we're protecting both the surface water and the groundwater and it's it's a pretty big job but uh you know along with our partners uh from the state and uh cities and, and things of that nature the indian uh, river lagoon national estuary program uh we we're, we're making a dent in it and
0: I heard a little bit there just how much you actually work with public works. I feel like it's across the county. Public works and environmental go hand in hand. And environmental is clean, protect, save. And then in utilities cases, selling water, supplying the people with water. It sounds like they're two. Opposing sides. How do they fit together, and how do you all work together on almost everything, right?
2: Well, I, I can honestly tell you that you know, 11 years ago when I first met Tom, I didn't see a lot of the synergies that might have existed between somebody who's trying to, you know, has to produce enough, meet the demands of of uh, the customers, uh, and do it efficiently. And make sure that you know you you're able to make enough money to continue to uh, you know uh, protect your infrastructure, the various types of things. But you have certainly learned that you can make a great business case not only between our own agencies, but within our own local governments and things. Tom hit uh, a couple of minutes ago on a couple one of the things you said down in down in Oak Hill right now where we have, a, you really have to give that small little city and their council some tremendous credit for what they have. Done to want to do within their own community. It's very inspiring, and, and quite honestly, we've been a partner with that community. We have not actually led that, but mainly been a, a technical advisor to be able to help the city achieve what their what their goals are. And you take that small little city and see what's possible with them. And the other thing that's really encouraging, and Tom hit on this as well, was is what's happening in in Dillion Springs. This is a this is a tremendous story in the making as. as talk right now. Tom talked about a little bit about the, the septic tank um, improvement project that, that his area is going on. But, but again, we are extending in cooperation with the DEP and the city of DeLand, we are extending water and sewer lines up to an elementary school area close to the spring, three miles going up into this area. This community, the business community up there has been wanting these services for well over 15 years, and they desperately wanted to do this. But when the Dillion Springs was identified as an outstanding Florida spring by the legislature, it opened the door for for partnerships with this this community that's desperately has wanted water and sewer service along that uh, Highway 17 corridor for years. Um, and uh, so you're you're bringing prosperity along that corridor. You're bringing fresh drinking water or your municipal water up into um, to a school that's an underserved school. They have their own water and sewer plants on. Online, but they're very costly, they're difficult to maintain. And so the opportunity to bring them municipal drinking water up into that school is again, the school, the school board is very excited. So we're working with the city of DeLand, we're working with the DeLeon Springs Community Association, um, working with the school board, the DEP, the st john's river water management district and you're bringing all of these levels together and so you have multiple bottom lines that you're achieving at the same time and that's what makes for a good project and it just again reflects on what small communities can actually do you can't do it all by yourself but if everybody does something you can really get some things done
0: which i love that i love that saying you're a a tagline machine with when it comes to water right (laughs) cost versus value we can't do it all, but everybody can do something, are amazing uh, things to really think about. We, you're, we just kind of talked about your all's collaboration, and then you started to mention, it. I feel like every time a project is going on, uh, I write a news release, and the list of acronyms and organizations associated in that news release is, is mind-blowing, just how many people get together. Can you talk about that collaboration, and how many, how many people are actually focused on water across the state, Tom? <laughs>
3: Tom, okay, great. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you you, you can't swing a ten foot pole in our circle without hitting somebody who's helping. You know improve water quality or quantity and um, it, it really is encouraging to to see the entities from the state like the DEP and the water management district um, to, to you know cooperate with us and collaborate uh, like Mike was saying in the with the smaller cities and smaller entities to make things happen and uh, you know there's other uh, I mentioned the uh, Indian River Lagoon National Estuary program boy they've come a long way in, in getting money and, and doling out some grants and things to improve water quality, so there's a lot of players in this game, and uh, we're just part of be. We're just glad to be uh, on the team, right? And right. and moving things forward. So, and the challenges are really great here because we have relic problems right from florida growing so fast we have the problems that we're creating now and by by problems i mean you know each one of us makes a little dent in the environment by you know the waste we produce and the fertilizer we put on our lawn or or whatever Uh, And then there's the future. I mean, we were talking the other day about how fast Florida's growing, fastest uh, uh, state in the nation. And so we've got people coming in. So, you know, how do you stop the train? Well, you don't stop it, but you just slow it down a little bit and you try to use all the tools in the toolbox just to make it the place that people want to come to to live, right? Because they come here for the water, for the environment, for the trails, for everything like that. So we just want to make it the best place possible, not only for them, for us, for our grandkids. And uh, you know, it's just a big team effort, I would say. Yeah. Let's talk irrigation
1: systems real sure. quick. Oh, yeah. I'm actually having mine repaired right now. So, but tell me, what are some necessities uh, that, that are imperative for an irrigation system?
3: Sure, yeah, well, um, if you have an automatic timer, it has to have a rain sensor device. And what the rain sensor device does is it postpones the irrigation timer from coming on for a period of days or whatever, because it's rained. You don't need it to come on. If you don't have a rain sensor, the thing's mindless and it'll come on in the middle of a rainstorm, And that's what a water conservationist hates to see, right? <laughs> so yeah, you gotta do that. And um, we have uh, clay in our county, what's called uh, the water wise ordinance. And that is an ordinance that regulates the installation of irrigation systems so 50% of it uh, of an irrigation system can be what we call high volume, 25 medium, and another 25 low, where in the past it was like putting in whatever you want. So we've kind of regulated that. So that combined with the rain sensor makes, hopefully, every irrigation system that goes in a little bit more efficient.
1: All right. So everyone, if you have an irrigation system, A, make sure you have a rain sensor, and B, make sure it's working.
3: And the B is important. They do, <laughs> they do take maintenance, and you've got to replace them every once in a while, just like any mechanical mechanical thing yes you know. sir mm-hmm. all right
1: with that we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Volusia today
0: subscribe
1: to the Volusia County YouTube channel
0: and hit the bell icon to know what's happening in your hometown there are so many great places to explore and things to learn with over 1,000 videos available right now the channel offers something for everyone let's go did you know we have countless features showcasing history nature wildlife and recreation Subscribe and hit the bell icon. Or that we live stream important county meetings and workshops where leaders make decisions that can impact our everyday lives. Did you subscribe yet? Or that we record our weekly radio show, Volusia Today, where we interview staff from the different divisions and departments across our great county, and they discuss the nitty gritty of their field and expertise. Go ahead, subscribe. But that's not it, there's more. Subscribe. And hit the bell icon and fully explore. Score!
1: We're back. I'm Clayton Jackson along with David Hunt, and you're listening to Volusia Today, a public information program brought to you by the County of Volusia. And thank you so much for listening this morning. So, guys, there is the upcoming St. John's River cleanup on Saturday, April 22nd. You want to tell us a little bit
3: about that? Sure, yeah. Hey, we're really excited about this because um, April 22nd is actually Earth Day. And uh, we typically have the St. Johns River cleanup. It's an annual event. We're in our 27th year of doing this um, on April uh, on Earth Day. And what we've done, Clay, we've done a little bit uh, different. We, we contacted every county that borders us. You know, Flagler, uh, Brevard, Orange, and Seminole, and we asked them to participate as well. And then we got to thinking. We really don't associate much with the counties north of us so we contacted the St. John's River Keeper, which is a private organization that you know they they collaborate to protect the entire river and they've jumped on board and they've gotten actually Ford Motor Company involved and it's turned out to be a pretty big thing so we're, we're pretty excited uh, you can go to volusia.org cleanup and you can register there to, for our nine sites here in Volusia County
0: and get out there and clean up. I was actually that's going to be my first year anniversary on Earth Day, April twenty second. Oh, cool. I was married on Earth Day. Just a little aside. Yeah, running out of time. Congratulations. We're yeah, running out of time. But what's what's the what's the message that you're going to leave the residents with?
2: You know, I think that the the main thing is is, um, and Tom pointed it out is, uh, everybody has an impact um, in in using water it's a shared resource, it's a shared responsibility. Locally, we ha- we're best suited to, to allow the water management district and DEP, as, they, as laws are set at the state level and regulatory requirements, we just have to adopt um, certain things that align. We have to work locally to develop plans that make sense, that are affordable or feasible.
1: Well, like great information great information so Tom do
3: you have anything in closing I was just gonna say you know one one thing that one term that we use with the National Estuary Program is um, that you know we're all part of the problem and we can be part of the solution each one of us and uh, so everybody just has a, has to have a mindset to conserve uh, to protect and uh, you know make the environment the way you really want it to be you know pure and pristine as possible April's gonna be a good month in Volusia County a lot of things going on. It's uh, Water Conservation Month, Springs Protection Month and we've got the St. John's River cleanup on the 22nd of April. should be fair weather and um, hopefully uh, people will come out, enjoy uh, the outdoors, conserve water. and for more information on that you can go to volusia.org/conservation. We want to thank our guests, Tom
1: and Mike, and we want to thank you for listening to Volusia Today, a public information radio program brought to you by the County of Volusia. I'm Clayton Jackson, along with David Hunt. Have a great day in Volusia County. If you have a comment about Volusia Today, or if there is a topic you would like to hear featured, please contact Volusia
2: County Community Information at 1-866-345-0345.